Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our live stream church services, the Walk in Truth podcast, how to donate, and how to find us on social media when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, teaching in Galatians 2, 15 through 21, called The Truth Will Set You Free. Galatians chapter 2, and I'm going to read here from the ESV, and we're going to go ahead and read this whole section together. Uh, you don't have to read out loud, but uh, why don't you stand as we read God's Word this morning, if you're able. It says in verse 15, and you'll notice that probably most of the headings above the Scripture in your Bible say, justified by faith. And it says in verse 15, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Verse 17, but if in in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too are found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor, for though I, the law I Excuse me, for through the law I died to the law, so that I might be able to live to God. And I have been crucified with Christ. This is one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Amen. You guys can have a seat. So last week, we looked at the first part of chapter 2, and uh, we saw kind of a a bit of a brutal section of Scripture where Paul rebukes Peter, and he calls out Peter for the things that Peter's been doing. And, you know, we went over that last week, and this idea that really Peter was setting a precedent that there was still division between the Jews and the Gentiles. And uh, really... I think all of us can relate to Peter. Uh, Peter made a lot of mistakes. I love Peter because I feel like Peter. Uh, You know, Peter was really zealous. I've been accused of being overzealous sometimes. It's okay. I'm I'm not not ashamed. You can laugh. And, uh, you know, Peter was the guy that was like ready to throw down at any moment. He was probably a big burly guy. You know, I don't know what Peter looked like exactly, but I would imagine he was probably like really strong. And Burley, he probably had a really nice, well-maintained beard. Or maybe it wasn't well-maintained, and that made him more manly. I think of Peter like Aquaman. That's what I vision when I, when I think of Peter. Maybe not as ripped, because the steroids weren't around yet. But, and CGI. But I, I, I see Peter as he's full of zeal and passion for the things of Christ. But he's kind of dumb sometimes, too. Which is, again, why I can relate to Peter. And Paul calls him out because he loves him and because he has passion that the truth of the gospel would be properly represented. And I wonder, in our culture today, how many people are willing to risk a friendship for the sake of the gospel? How many people are willing to be the bad guy And to stand up and say something for the sake 
of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other countries, people are doing it where their life is at risk. And sometimes I look at our culture in America and I look at the worst case scenario right now. Maybe you lose your job. But that's probably pretty far-fetched most of the time because it's probably most of the time just a disgruntled other employee or at the water cooler, you're the guy that everybody talks about. Yeah, you know, Holy Joe. But what is the real risk? Because Paul, as well as all the other disciples, took great risks for the sake of preserving the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they were not ashamed of the gospel. And I think there's power in that passage of rebuke because I know I can speak from experience that I know the people who love me the most in my life who are close to me, and I think you have to have a relationship with somebody when you rebuke them most of the time. I think that that's the healthiest way. But I know that the people in my life who I have relationships with, the ones who love me the most are the ones who are willing to tell me the things I don't want to hear. And Paul did that for his brother. And that's not even our passage of Scripture this morning, but I think that it's important that we look at that and we look at the action that Paul took and we say, hmm, Okay, so when the truth of the gospel is at stake, maybe it's time to speak up. You know, in verse 14, Paul says, in chapter 2, 214, this is right where we're about to start. He says, Paul says that they were not acting in line with the gospel. How many times have we not acted in line with the gospel? And I, I would pray that we have people around us in our life that would say something to us if we're out of line. Because we need accountability. Amen? And I think a big theme from last week as well was not to act hypocritically and to be authentic. It was a great message last week. And so as we dive in to verse 15, the first verse, let's read 15 and 16 again. It says, you and I are Jews. I'm going to read from the NLT now. I'll give you a little different taste here. It says, you and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles, Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of the, our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. So the first thing that you'll probably notice when you read verse 15 is Paul's calling the Gentiles all sinners. So, yeah, like, we read that and we're like, well, that's kind of rude, you know? And you're like, aren't, aren't all men sinners? So just for the sake of clarification, Paul is speaking to the law that the Jews are under versus the lack of law that the Gentiles are under. And so he's referring to, Jew, he's talking to Jews as a Jew and he's saying, hey, you guys know that we have this law from our fathers and from God our Father, and the Gentiles don't have that law. And so he's speaking to the difference in culture because as you know, in this time, there's heavy, heavy uh, racism and prejudice between the Jew and the Gentile, right? And so history shows us that these people did not like each other. And that's really the whole issue that presented itself in the beginning of the chapter is that there was division, though there shouldn't have been division because it's not about your race or where you come from. Freedom in Christ is to every man who would call on the name of Jesus. And so the divide needs to be eliminated. 
And I don't have time to touch on racism this morning, but I will tell you without hesitation that if you have prejudices this morning against somebody of a different race, shame on you. And if you were raised that way, I apologize. But shake it, move on, because it's not the heart of Jesus Christ. And I know that racism is oftentimes brought up in the family, and it's taught, but it is a terrible thing. And the, I'll tell you that the white Jesus that we see at Christmas is not an accurate depiction. Jesus don't look like me, people. Okay? So we need, to, we need to get rid of our prejudices, and that is a biblical thing that we can even see a little bit right here in this text. And so Paul says, hey, I know that we have our differences. And then what does he say in verse 16? Yet, or but... We know that a person is not made right with God or justified by following the law. So what is Paul saying? Well, he's saying that the Gentiles have equal opportunity for salvation in Jesus Christ. And if you're not Jewish this morning, that should excite you. I'm not Jewish. That excites me. I'm glad that I have an opportunity to be saved by the grace of my Savior and that my race is irrelevant. And so there's this prejudice here in the culture, and Paul is saying, but that's not, your Jewish heritage doesn't save you. What saves you is the blood of Jesus. And he goes on to say, it's by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying a set of rules, by obeying the law. It can't be any more clear than that right there. Paul makes it black and white, clear as day, that you cannot be saved by following a set of rules. It is impossible to be saved through following rules. In the original language, 15 and 16, you know, they're split in our our, uh, translations here, but that's one thought from Paul. It's a continuous thought, 15 and 16. He's saying we cannot be saved by our works, by following a set of rules. So I talked about words in the church that we use. One of the words that we use a lot is justified. Simply put, justified is to be be declared righteous, to be declared innocent, you could say. And condemnation is the opposite of uh, justification. It's to be declared guilty, to not be innocent. Everybody with me? Okay? So justification means we've been declared innocent. We've been declared innocent righteous. And the thing that hits me about that definition is that it's being declared. So somebody has to be declaring it. Yeah? (laughs) There's a popular TV show and there's a a moment where he's in financial trouble and (laughs) uh, one of his coworkers gives him advice and says, well, you just need to declare bankruptcy. And he gives him terrible advice. He says, declare bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is nature's (laughs) do-over. And another guy who's an accountant says, no, no, that's not, no, that's not true. And so the guy just goes into the middle of the cubicles in the office and he says, I declare bankruptcy. You'll hear more from Pastor Shane in a moment. 
Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Shane, right here on Walk in Truth. And so Paul says, hey, I know that we have our differences. And then what does he say in verse 16? Yet, or but, we know that a person is not made right with God or justified by following the law. So what is Paul saying? Well, he's saying that the Gentiles have equal opportunity for salvation in Jesus Christ. And if you're not Jewish this morning, that should excite you. I'm not Jewish. That excites me. I'm glad that I have an opportunity to be saved by the grace of my Savior and that my race is irrelevant. And so there's this prejudice here in the culture and Paul is saying, but that's not, your Jewish heritage doesn't save you. What saves you is the blood of Jesus. And it goes on to say, it's by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying a set of rules, by obeying the law. It can't be any more clear than that right there. Paul makes it black and white, clear as day, that you cannot be saved by following a set of rules. It is impossible to be saved through following rules. In the original language, 15 and 16, you know, they're split in our our, uh, translations here, but that's one thought from Paul. It's a continuous thought, 15 and 16. He's saying we cannot be saved by our works, by following a set of rules. So I talked about words in the church that we use. One of the words that we use a lot is justified. Simply put, justified is to be be declared righteous, to be declared innocent, you could say. And condemnation is the opposite of uh, justification. It's to be declared guilty, to not be innocent. Everybody with me? Okay, so justification means we've been declared innocent. We've been declared righteous. And the thing that hits me about that definition is that it's being declared. So somebody has to be declaring it. Yeah? (laughs) There's a popular TV show and there's a a moment where he's in financial trouble and uh, one of his coworkers gives him advice and says, well, you just need to declare bankruptcy. And he gives him terrible advice. He says, declare bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is nature's (laughs) do-over. And another guy who's an accountant says, no, no, that's not, no, that's not true. And so the guy just goes into the middle of the cubicles in the office and he says, I declare bankruptcy. And he goes in his office and he thinks he's all good. He's cutting up his cards and the accountant comes in and says, hey, I just wanted to let you know that you can't just say the word bankruptcy. And he's like, I didn't say it. I declared it. (laughs) 
has nothing to do with this, but it is funny. That's a bit from The Office, if you've seen that show. Steve Carell is one of my favorites. He's hilarious. Uh, So there's this idea, though, that it's been declared over your life. And as you know, this morning I pray that the the declaration is from God our Father, the ultimate judge, who has said, if you call on the name of Jesus Christ, my son, you are declared righteous and holy. Christianity is not complicated. It's not. And sometimes I think we complicate it. And so we've been justified, not condemned. You know, some people have this idea of justification that it's, it's like the judge. If you picture a courtroom, the judge, you know, how many of you guys watch like daytime TV and you watch these terrible shows where it's obviously all staged? How many people are suing their neighbor because their dog bit their cousin's son? Like, it can't happen 90 times, right? And there they are. Like, it's just happening again. Or, you know, he bought the car and she gave him 2000 and, and then he wanted 3000 But then the papers are all skewed. And these cases are always ridiculous. These are the shows I end up watching when I'm, like, sick at home. That's the only time that I watch these. It's like they're on and it's like nothing else is on. And you're like, it's slightly entertaining, <laughs> you know, and a little bit comical. Yeah. I did roast Hallmark a little bit last night, but I'm sorry. Some of you were really offended by that. And so we have this idea of justification that it's like this. The judge has all these cases, and so you come to the stand, and he says, okay, justified. Next. But that's not our relationship with Jesus Christ. He says, justified. Now let me walk you through this process. And I will never leave you and never forsake you. And when you make a mistake, the seal that I've stamped over your life of being innocent and set apart and justified doesn't go away. That's salvation in Jesus Christ. It's not based on my merit. It's not based on how good I am or how kind I am or how many elderly ladies I walk across the street. It's not based on anything that I can do because I can't save myself. And so that's the idea of justification. A biblical justification is the idea that not only are you declared righteous, but then God blesses you, he walks with you through this life, he leads you, and he guides you like a good father. And this idea is fundamental to our Christian faith. In fact, I believe that this idea is what sets Christianity apart from every other religion that this world has to offer, from every other belief system, every other thing that man could conjure up. This is what sets you apart this morning if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You can't earn it. Sorry, you're not good enough, and neither am I. And it sounds almost insulting at first, But it's actually the most freeing truth that you will ever come to know. Because you can stop trying to earn God's grace. Now, I wish that I could say that this morning, every person who's come to a right right relationship with Jesus and understands he's the son of God who died for their sins and they found salvation in him isn't trying to earn it anymore. But I think many of us in this room this morning are still trying to work 
for God's favor. We feel like when we fall short of the standard that God has put in place, that we have to somehow now rework our relationship with God. We have to work our way back. We gotta figure out a system to to make God okay with us again. And we treat God as if he's another human. Because that's how human relationships are, right? And I think I've said this before from up here, but how many people would continue to be friends with somebody who constantly makes mistakes and, and hurts you? After a while, you're like, okay, this person and I, I don't think it's gonna work out, you know? I love him, but it's like every time I try, he just makes another mistake and he wrongs me. But that's not our God. I don't understand it, but that's the love that he has for his people, that every time you fall short, he is ready and willing to forgive. I remember about a year ago, uh, my wife and I, we were living, we, we have a, our own place now, but at the time we were living with someone and uh, they weren't home. And so the, a knock came at the front door and I looked through the little people. Those are like my favorite thing, you know, because you're like, I can see you, but you can't see me. And uh, then I can choose whether I want to answer the door or not, <laughs> you know. And I also found out, side note, if you buy a house, many of you probably already own a house, Holy moly, everybody knows. Everyone knows. Discover Card knows. Visa knows. Time Warner Cable knows. Uh, Spectrum knows. And they all come. ADT knows. In the first two weeks, I was just at the house. I took some time off work and I was at the house doing projects. I couldn't get anything done. Because every 10 minutes, some other salesman is at my front door like, you know, you really need security on this busy street. You know, and they have their whole spiel. So it got to the point where like they'd walk up to the door and I would just keep sawing. I had the the ear protection on. I just pretend they weren't there. (laughs) You know, excuse me, sir. You know, they're trying to compete with my chop saw. I'm not even cutting anything. I'm just running it. (laughs) I didn't actually do that. That's terrible. And so... What was I even talking about? I don't know. I was talking about chop saws and... You've been listening to The Truth Will Set You Free, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, a teaching by Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, in Galatians 2, 15 through 21. And remember, if you missed any part of today's program, listen on walkintruth.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to connect with our church... We have a free app that lets you know everything we got going on. Adult and kid Bible studies, when our church services are, our free 633 events, and you can listen to our podcast. So download the Living Truth app in your app store today. It's the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, we just came off a 4th of July weekend where we celebrate freedom. And freedom is a beautiful gift, and it's not something that we should take for granted. And as our uh, culture is, uh, oh boy, facing some very difficult times, um, freedom is a big thing, and freedom is always bought with a price. And in the case of the gospel, freedom comes at a great expense because it came through the sacrificial death of Jesus. And it was a brutal death, and not only that, not only a brutal death by crucifixion, but also the fact that he carried the weight of our sin and took the wrath of God at the cross. And so never forget that your freedom was bought with an incredibly deep price, more than I could describe with words, as the God-man, Jesus, dies 
to make us free. And so it was for freedom that Christ set us free. And I want you to be thinking about your freedom as you think about the gifts that God has given to you and know that even though you're saved by grace, works should be the natural outgrowth of saving grace in your life. It should be how people know that grace has flooded your life is because good works are coming out. Now, sometimes people say, well, uh, if Galatians says we're saved by grace through faith, then why does the book of James say that faith without works is dead? Because saving faith, true faith, will have true works. You really can't have with one without the other. And sometimes when people are trying to kind of sneak uh, around and say, hey, well, if you're saved by grace, I can do what I want. You got to go back and, and look at the root and ask yourself, are you truly saved? That's the key. And if you are saved, then you're going to continue to grow in grace and freedom. Well, our culture needs a lot of prayer right now. There's a lot of people who are in bondage to fear, uh, maybe uh, freaking out and not knowing what's next. And um, we're here for you. We want to make sure that you know you can reach out with any prayer need to 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. We'd be happy to pray with you, 844-48-TRUTH. So glad you're listening to the program, and we will catch you next time on Walk in Truth. One more thing, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. All for the sole goal to equip you as a believer or help you learn more about Jesus if you're not a Christian. Please give your donation at walkintruth.com. Thanks to everyone who's been giving $5 and much more in the past few months. You are a blessing. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Shane's teaching in Galatians chapter 2, 15 through 21, called The Truth Will Set You Free. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.